took a long time for me to be brave enough to share my experience with the UFO. Even longer to realize the pieces of the puzzle that surrounded it. To finally be comfortable enough to be honest with myself and to call it what it was or even is. Things I chalked up as dreams would become visions. Ghosts would become screened memories. The sighting was an abduction with missing time. And these are my accounts and things that I've come to learn of the phenomenon. I'm Mike Walker. This is Memoirs of an Experiencer. Hey team, welcome to episode two of Memoirs of an Experiencer. I'm Mike Walker, and uh, my first episode, I pretty much just ramsacked through the uh, entire experience, uh, the major experience that that I had when I was 12, back in 1985. That's when it pretty much kick-started off my interest in, in the paranormal and UFOs and things like that. So my UFO experience also came along with some visions that I had uh, that I did just chalk up to as dreams for a really long time. And like I said, it's only been the last couple of years that I've actually considered that these uh, dreams were more than likely visions, especially when we're talking about the wheel within the wheel. Um, something I didn't know anything about, especially when I was 12 years old. Never heard of anything like that before. Didn't know what to think of it. Um, and as uh, life went on and I got older, it really seemed like there was something to it. Especially when I uh, looked into Ezekiel's vision of God and um, what he described, the wheel within the wheel. Um, I mean, we have Merkabah mysticism, which is basically a religion that stemmed from Ezekiel's vision. Um, we have uh, Merkabah meditation, which is a, a real intense uh, breathing meditation. Uh, you should look into that, Merkabah meditation. That that is really crazy. I mean, there's you've got to be 100% committed. It's not just going in there and I mean, it's it's deep. It's it's something that you're going to have to really commit yourself to. Um but yeah, so my UFO experience came with came along with these visions which really confuses me because now we're talking about UFOs and aliens and then you know, if you really get into the wheel within the wheel and, and, and the vision of the Merkabah, Ezekiel's vision, it starts to get biblical. And that's something that I was never really interested in doing was getting engulfed into uh, religion and, and, you know, picking something and sticking with it uh, within religion. That's that's nothing that I was really trying to do. Um, but this pretty much forced me to uh, get a little bit more biblical and here I am sitting here just telling myself that there here here I am again um, there has to be something to it you know uh, maybe it's not all true of course 
but maybe the core of it, maybe it started off pure, just like anything else, and then as time goes on, it just gets tainted and weaponized and used for other things besides our own well-being. But Ezekiel's vision of the wheel within the wheel, um, that started to get me into looking at the uh, the Bible and, and the Book of Enoch, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, I just started getting into all kinds of uh, esoteric type of, uh, you know, ancient history, ancient knowledge. And, you know, we've always, you know, we have a misconception of, of uh, people in the past, you know. We think that uh, there's no way that they could be any smarter or you know, advanced than what we are today, you know, because we're at the top of our game. and uh, It's a misconception. I, I think we've had some uh, civilizations that were way more advanced than we are and probably way more ready to uh, actually communicate with these higher dimensional beings, you know. I think they've been coming down since the beginning of time. I think not only have we been visited by them forever, uh, they may have very well had a hand in our, you know, in our DNA makeup, too. Um, so, if you can imagine somebody in the past, and you're no longer picturing them any, any less smarter than you are, let's say that I went back 500,000 years ago. If I looked up into the sky and I seen a UFO come down, if I had an experience similar to what I had here in 1985, I'm going to pretty much do the same thing. I'm going to I'm going to line myself up with these beings any way I, I possibly can. Obviously, they've got it figured out. Um I guess it could pretty much turn into like a religion, you know. Anything that came from the sky, it's just like, wow, it must be magic. It, it, it's it's whatever it is. It's technology, whatever. Like I said, it's it's something that they've figured out, and, and we haven't yet. So I want to line myself up with this person, this entity, this, this, sentient, this sentient being here, you know. Um, or I want to pass this message, you know. I have a message from this being, and I'm going to do the best I can to pass along this message. And, you know... As, as an experiencer, uh, as I'm sitting here now, I'm always asking myself, what's the message? What's the message? And the message is leading me to meditation, to self-care, self-help, self-healing. Um, it's, it's also led me to looking at things in a higher frequency and practicing for a higher dimension. Um, just taking pictures, just taking pictures of the sky, um, just looking at things in different perspectives, and and manipulating energy, you know, um, really started got, getting into the crystal gridding, um, 
you know, half the time I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know my intentions are pure. They're they're childlike. I haven't been uh, tainted or tampered with as as far as um, any of these things that I'm getting into. Crystals, singing bowls. Um, in the beginning, there was a point where I was just on this drive. I was like, I need to buy a flute. You know, I just I wanted to buy a flute. I wanted to go up to the top of the hill one early morning and watch the sunrise and just play this beautiful flute. And what I imagined in my head, it, you know, uh, the, the sounds coming out the flute didn't quite sound uh, the way I planned them to be. Um, not with the flute that I bought anyway. It was a really nice bamboo Chinese thing. Um, I ended up getting like a cheaper okey-doke flute. Uh, it was a little bit easier to make make some pretty noises with. But yeah, it was these sounds from the singing bowls that, that hit these frequencies, you know, that just really touched me in, in, in my heart. And, you know, it just made me think, like, why are these sounds doing this to me? You know, and, you, and then you do a little research and you realize, well, that's where it all started was, was the sound. You know, just the whole, um, um. I mean, just that very sound right there just like opens up a certain chakra. It activates it. It starts. It starts remembering, you know, the beginning. Cause it's like it's like we're still attached to source. You know, you hear that a lot. You know, if if you're if you're religious, if you're spiritual, whatever, there's always this source. Whatever you worship. And it's, you're from this source. And it sounds to me a lot like, almost like a quantum entanglement a little bit. You know, it's, it's like a scientifical stamp on, on, on being tied to source. And that could very well be true, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter how far you are from whatever created you, you're still attached to them. You know, some, some might call it the, the silver umbilical cord. I think Sylvia Brown used to call it that. But um, I don't think religion is supposed to be what it is today to where it's just, you know, different strokes for different folks, and you know, but it, it's been hijacked and it's been used against us in, in many ways to, to contribute to the duality, to the lower frequencies of arguing. I mean... You know, you go online, and, and if you want to argue, I mean, man, it's not hard to find something to argue about, especially within politics and, and religion and, and things like that. Man, you can really get engulfed into some lower frequencies. Um, You know, just take a peek and then bounce up out of there, man. It's just like a rabbit hole. You know, you want to go down a deep, dark rabbit hole for some information, for some truth, to support your awakenings. That's fine and dandy. I've been down there too. I've been down that deep, dark rabbit hole. I got the information that I needed, and I bounced up out of there. A lot of people spend a long time down there in that rabbit hole, and it engulfs your your aurora. It it really lowers your frequency. You don't need to operate from down there. You just need to gather whatever information you need and bounce up out of there 
and keep striving for that higher frequency, for that higher self. All these experiences that I've had, it's all led me to, to meditation, to peaceful things, to, to, I think the message is, is to let everybody know that these things are real. Because there's still people out there that are laughing at people like me. There's people out there that are making fun of people like me and keeping people like me down, keeping people like me quiet. And I'm still a nervous wreck. I mean, you could tell. Look at my body language. I'm not 100% comfortable at what I'm doing, but I think this is part of my light work. So I'm going to keep doing it. I am passionate about it. I'm not passionate about sitting here in front of the the camera but that's what it that's what it entails that's that's part of it there's probably tons of people out there that were me a couple years ago where if they know they've had this experience but all the people that surround them in their life keep them from submerged keep them from surfacing they keep them submerged in in the social programming and you know that that has happened to me as well you know, when I finally decided to tell my wife that I think that um, I was abducted, it was more than just a sighting, you should have seen the, the look in her eye. It broke my heart. I couldn't believe it. She did not believe me. She she said that, you know, obviously I've had a long time to think about this and uh, a long time to make up, you know, a story is what she was trying to say. I've been with her a really long time, and for her to not be on the same page with uh, something that I was so passionate about, you know, it really caused some arguments and some friction, and, you know, um, it, it left me you know, only able to talk with, you know, other experiencers online across the country, you know. Um, I ended up lining myself up with uh, somebody in within ufology um, that uh, actually brought me aboard onto uh, experiencers meet, and I really lined myself up with this individual, and I still appreciate to this day uh, where where he's brought me because I was able to meet some really quality, beautiful fellow experiencer friends that I that I've um, I've been able to uh, retain. Um, but this person that I lined myself up with, eventually, uh, come to find out, this person was the furthest from what I, I thought was, uh, who I thought he was. And, you know, once again, alcohol turned its evil eye in my direction. Um, I've lost my entire family to to addiction to pills to alcohol primarily um, I've even had my little uh, sting with alcohol uh, back when I was younger uh, 20 21 back in the Navy and um, it could have gotten ugly it really could have um, but I broke that chain and I'm proud to say that my kids are not interested in and, and alcohol either. They realize that that lowers your vibe, man. That 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 keeps you from going anywhere. It robs you of uh, relationships with your friends and family. 
you know. Uh, in my in my case, in my experience, alcohol ruined everything. Um, you know, my mom was a bartender when I when I was growing up, and uh, you know, broken home. Uh, dad drank a lot of beer, but uh, to make a long story short, uh, the alcohol caught up to both of them, and. Here I am. Um, yet alcohol so socially accepted too is is you know where I'm you know, where I'm headed here. It's it's on it's on the TV. It's on commercials. You know, beautiful people, models, sports. You know, people are celebrating. They you know when they win, they want to drink. You know, it's just that's not that's not real. That's not true. Um. I, I wouldn't want to, you know, ruin my night. That that's basically what happens is you you just end up getting a headache and ruining your night. But uh, I don't want to sit here and be a a hater on uh, on alcohol drinking all night because that's not what it's all about. But I do find that a lot of experiencers fall into other things um, because what they've experienced is just so outrageous. It's just so out there. And there's so many people that they can't talk to, you know. So they they go towards addictions and they just numb it away, and it, it, things will never get better that way. But I think they've been coming down since the beginning of time. I really do. And you don't need to be a priest. You don't need to be a prophet. You don't need to be some you know guru of any type. I mean, just look at the population that we have today. I mean, we have so many people on this planet right now. Why wouldn't there be a need for all these prophets? And they don't need to be walking around in robes and humming or, you know, they could just be regular people like you and me. You know, you you think about when when people say, you know, when are the aliens going to come down and save us? And it's like, well, they're not going to come down and save us. There's like a galactic rule. There's a, there's a there's a law that I believe they can't intervene at that level. We need to do it ourselves. But what they could do is help us put us in that right direction. And um, they could very well be doing that. It's like a bee goes around pollinating flowers. The UFOs may very well go around pollinating the experiencers and refreshing whatever um, whatever we have that that senses. Refreshing our senses, re refreshing our aurora, refreshing our chakra systems, which I believe in strongly is is our chakra systems you know um all these things lead right back to yourself and we've heard it from the beginning of time you know it starts with you it does start with you it starts with me once it starts with me and i start to begin to heal myself then maybe i can help and heal others 
But if we're to do it ourselves, maybe the UFOs pollinated information into our subconscious or just rejuvenated the natural abilities that we're born with. And then we tend to lose these abilities because within the social programming, they don't really exist. You know, as soon as we're born, you know, they, they say you have this many senses. And if you have anything else extra, it's considered extra, extra sensory perspection. So they're telling you right there, if you have anything that's more than sight, sound, hearing, taste, it's extra. So they're telling you right there that it's extra. So you hear somebody that has ESP, a lot of people will laugh at them. A lot of people will, will just not take it very serious. But the fact is, I believe this stuff is real. I think it is serious. I think we're all born with these, these abilities, a lot more abilities than what we're led to believe. Abilities like remote viewing, astral projection, um, able to get into other people's minds just by closing their eyes and, and thinking positive things about them. Just just trying things. Just just knowing that you can reach out and, and touch somebody mentally. Um, these things happen. And but the, but there's so many people that make fun of and joke and don't believe in this stuff. I'm really starting to to believe that a lot of this stuff is really truly real, and we're the we're the hardest on ourselves. I'm my biggest skeptic. It takes a lot for me to 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 really stand up and go. This is this is what it is. This is what I believe it is. Um. Because my experience initially was so dramatic, um, I always thought that I needed to see something very dramatic in order for me to to be all on board. But it's I've learned that it's it doesn't work that way. Um, synchronicities work subtly, you know, just very subtle little things, and and you start to notice notice these little subtle little things, and you get more and more. Um, it's a beautiful thing. It really, it really is. It's. I know that a lot of other experiencers don't all have uh, good experiences. I believe it's because there's good people, there's bad people, there's people that follow the law, there's people that break the law. I think that goes the same for even these entities. Um, as below, so above. As above, so below. I believe the same things that we deal with also go on on other dimensions, just in different ways, because um, we're all in different times and, and, and we all have uh, certain levels of, of learning and it's just a big mixing pot out there. So. I think there's beings out there that don't have uh, our best interest at hand. Um, they're just task-driven. They're they're not very emotional. They're they're just all about science, and 
just working and, and trying to either help their own species or just interested in certain uh, aspects of, of our species, like our creativity or our emotions. Um, a lot of a lot of experiencers uh, claim to be, you know, almost tested by by being sat in front of a screen and and watching apocalyptic, you know, events that happen before them and and while they're being studied and monitored. Um, I think there's more good than there is bad, and I think the higher that you get, uh, advanced wise. Uh, spiritually and technology-wise, I think you see less and less of, of of the bad. But I believe that the yin and the yang, I think it stays, it still stays there. It's just a matter of how you deal with it. Uh, there's a dimension for you. You know, it's just just a matter of how you're tuning in and and where your frequencies are and you know. As humanity, we may be very close. We may very well be very close. A lot of people are waking up right now. And I think it has to do with all the messengers out there. There's a big population. There's a lot of messengers. There's a lot of help. There's a lot of light workers out there. Um, I mean, people see what's going on in politics. How, you know, a lot of them have turn their back to it after you know this the fiasco of politics that we've gone through the, these last several years we give our presidency way too much credit you know we think one person's going to you know be able to to change things for the better that's that's a lot of work they've got a lot of advisors that 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 they they need to make any decision it's just we put too much on it um we put too much on sports. We put too much on politics. And I always say this. I talk the talk, but I rarely walk it. There's many awakenings that I need to dive into myself. You know? um, and whenever I'm ready for it, that's, that's when I'm going to implement these, these, these different changes that I have uh, in mind. But... Um, You know, experiencers like me, the ancient alien theory really resonates with me. They, uh, they've been, they've been coming down and visiting us, and they continue to do it today. When you listen to the way they describe them coming down, it sounds a lot similar to the way that we describe. Uh, the ships and the different styles, the the cigars, you know, you see a lot of these uh, ancient uh, art depictions of wars. Apparently, that you know, the the people at that time would look up into the sky and 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 see these like almost Star Wars going on. You know, that could have very well happened. Um, I don't see why not. I really don't. It, to me, it seems more feasible than what the religious system has before us today. There's a lot more to it than that. Just like there's a lot more to life than just 
waking up and going to work. Good morning, Ralph. Good morning, Sam. Beep, beep, get out of my way. There's so much more to life, and it's almost as if we don't have, we're not left with much time to ourselves, not much quality time before we need to go to bed and start it all over again. But that's when I like to reflect on my experiences because then I realize, oh yeah, there's a lot more to life than just just that. But it's also really hard to fall right back into that social programming. You know, consume, consume, consume. Operate from greed, not the heart. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Not here. Not Mother Nature. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, when you listen to experiencers, a lot of them talk to you about these apocalyptic visions that they've had. And I've had a few. I've I've walked a beach of beached whales uh, with my aunt Cindy. Um, I was running from a crashing flood, uh, jumped up on Stonehenge for survival. These were all when I was very little, uh, around 12. These were all soon after my my UFO experience, and I'm just now beginning to put these pieces together. And that's why today I just wanted to kind of let you all know how I feel about what I think about, you know, these UFOs and these aliens. And I think that's where our religion came from. Something that crazy came from the sky. Back in the day, somebody lined themselves up with, with, with that message, with that, that being, and it and more, it happened to it more and more, and it just became stronger and stronger, but eventually, like anything good, it becomes hijacked, weaponized. But at one point, I bet you that's, that's kind of how this whole religion started. It's these beings that come from the sky. And I want to thank you for listening to Memoirs of an Experiencer. And enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.